You are listening to Joe Radio Live, a positive and motivational podcast. Thank you for listening and do enjoy the following episode. It's time to enter into the presence of God with wonderful worship right here on Joe Radio Live.
And welcome to another Jew Radio Live program with your boy JC Vibes. First time listeners, special welcome to you. Thank you, thank you as always for being on the inside with us. We are going to hit your scripture, and um, your hit your scripture in this episode is taken from Psalm 37, verse 7. And it says, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his, in his way. Because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. I'll read it again. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way. Because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. And that was taken from Psalm 37 verse 7. That was your Hitya scripture. So the title of this episode today is Love God More and Enjoy a Better Life. I'll say it again, love God more and enjoy a better life. All right. And just to let you know, we have some great stuff coming up for you. All right. We have a testimony coming up so you can look out for that of God's goodness and healing. And you're going to hear all about that, um, you know, a little later in the program. So once again, our, our, uh, um, the title of this episode, love God more and enjoy a better life and you know in today's world um love is really lacking right in today's world love is really lacking and i chose this topic because you know many of us um as we deal with the different things of life you know we deal with different things um coming at us on a daily basis but you know if we if we really and truly love god more we would really live our lives differently, really and truly. So a lot of the, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the struggles and other little things that you know we we may be battling with and and and, and that may be coming up against us. If we really love God more, that's basically it. You know, if we love God more, we would really and truly live our lives different. We would live our lives to please Him. You know, when you when you when you love somebody, you know, you try to make them happy you always want to make them happy you want to please them you want to always be on their good side you know what i mean you you know you care about them and basically we really and truly we need to be in love with god we don't just need to love god that is good but you see being in love with god it takes it to another level it takes it to another level in in your relationship with God. And before I go any further, if you do not know Jesus Christ, you're listening to this and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you may have heard about him and, and you may know people who have a relationship with him, but you know, you know, maybe you you figure, you know, there's a certain criteria to you know that you need to um achieve to come to God, you know, and give him your life and come as you are. Just come as you are. 
right? And I'm giving you this opportunity and I'm extending this invitation for you to accept Christ into your life right now. It's very simple. Just say, Lord, I come to you as sinner. I repent of all of my sins. I ask of your mercy and your forgiveness. Come into my life. I give you my life today, right now, this minute, this second. Come into my life and change me. In Jesus' name, I pray. If you said that prayer and you meant it, genuinely meant it from your heart, welcome to the body of Christ. Get a King James Version Bible and begin to read and study the Word of God. All right? And congrats to you, um, you know, on making that decision. All right? So, once again, the title of this episode, um, Love God More and Enjoy a Better Life. And so, I was saying, um, you know, a little earlier, when we we love God more, right? We we do we live differently. We do things differently, and once we love God, we will love each other, because God is love, and so we will love each other. And so there will be there will be less hate. There will be less and less hate because when you're filled with the love of God, there is no room for hate on the inside. When God is on the inside, there is no room for negative stuff. There is no room for evil and wickedness and all these different things. Because why? Because God is filling any void that you may have in your life. God is able to fill it. And when he comes in on the inside, you know, when he comes in on the inside, what you will have is an overflow of the presence of God. You will have an overflow of God's anointing, an overflow of the love of God, and it will spill over into other people's lives, into the lives of those around you, your family members, your co-workers, friends, etc. Because that is what happens when you have God on the inside. So all these terrible things we see taking place in the world around us, right? If, if, if there was more love for God on the inside, a lot of these things would not take place. When you have the love of God on the inside of you, you know, you're not going to go and murder somebody. You're not going to go and beat your spouse. You're not going to, um, you know, um, commit any type of abuse or any type of crime because that is not within the character of God. That is not within the character of God. And when you have God on the inside and you, and you have the love of God on the inside, you begin to demonstrate the character of Christ. Right? You begin to demonstrate the character of Christ. And so, you know, when, 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 you know, I remember some years ago, when I, when I first came across the scripture, um, you know, love your enemies. And let me tell you something. It is not easy. It is not easy to love your enemies. I'm not saying it is impossible because if it was impossible, God would have never commanded us to do so. The fact that he told us to love your enemies, it means that it can be done. And he demonstrated that. He demonstrated that on the cross. He demonstrated that on the cross twice. He demonstrated that the first time when he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He was praying for the same people that put him on the cross in the first place. And then he demonstrated a second time where um, one of the thieves that were, that were on, on, one of, on, one, on one side of him, right, that were crucified with him, and he said, today you will be with me in paradise. Right? He said that to the thief. When I believe, if I remember correctly, um, he said, remember me. 
he asked Jesus to remember him. Right? And so there you saw love. You saw love for the thief and you saw love for the same people that beat him and, you know, crucified him and everything. And I, and I remember, <laughs> I remember asking God on numerous occasions, whenever, whenever I remember that scripture, I said, Lord, how did you do it? How did you do it? It is not easy to love your enemies. You know, it is not easy to love people that have hurt you. Because I'm telling you, for example, it is not easy for a rape victim to forgive her attacker. But it is possible. And many people have done it. I remember some years ago, um, there was a, a, a Muslim lady. She wasn't even a Christian. She was a Muslim. And someone had killed her son. And during the court proceedings, I think it was probably at the end of one of the court sessions, it was a young fellow. You know, it was a young fellow. It was, either, it, was, it was either a teenager or a young adult. And she went to the guy. At the end of, you know, she went to the guy. And she told him, I forgive you. And... You know, it, it, it was really something to see. It was really something to see. I think the young man broke down and started crying. I think because he was really remorseful for what he did. Right? He was really remorseful for what he did. And she said to him, I forgive you. And this lady was not even a Christian. This was a Muslim lady. So I am telling you, it is possible... It is possible to, to operate in the love of God. It is possible to love your enemies. The Bible says, in addition to that, pray for those that despitefully use you. And if we love God more, more and more, and we work towards that, if we make that our goal on a daily basis, to love God more, no matter your situation, no matter your situation, when... when when the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and all its righteousness and everything else shall be added. God knows what he's talking about because everything we need is in God. So for people who are committing crimes, for people who think that, you know, they have to rob somebody to survive, for people who think, you know, maybe they're insecure, they had a bad childhood. And so they turn out to be serial killers, serial rapists, etc. And they figure, you know, um... By committing these acts, it will, it will fill a void in their life. God is the only one that could fill any void in your life. He's the only one. Whatever the void is, God is the only one that could fill it. So if you're insecure, God, God can fill that void. Right? If you lack self-confidence, God can fill that void. If you lack love, maybe you grew up without, in a home without love and it was just violence and, and abuse and stuff, God can fill that void. God can heal you and fill that void and turn your life around. You know? Maybe you grew up amongst um, gangsters. Maybe you grew up in a mafia family and all these different things. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter where you have been. Come to God as you are and walk in the love of God. And, and, and the more we practice to walk in the love of God, is the better we will get at it. Is the better we will get at it. You know, I remember, um, I believe I read it somewhere. I read it somewhere or heard it somewhere some years ago. 
and, and, and it was said that, you know, the more you read the Bible is the more you want to read the Bible. And the less you read the Bible is the less you want to read the Bible. So there are good habits and bad habits. And the more you practice something is the better you will get at it. So if you practice positive things and good things and stuff, you practice loving God, all these things, is the better you will get at it. But if you practice bad things, it is the better you will get at doing bad things. Right? Practice makes perfect. It is true. It is true. But the thing about it is if you practice doing bad things, you will get better at doing it. But at some point in time, it's going to catch up with you. It's going to catch up with you. Alright? So, so we're talking about loving God more and enjoying a better life. Because I'm telling you, your life is really enhanced when you have God on the inside. I, um, I did a program some time ago, probably like years ago, titled, um, Is Jesus in Your Ship? Right? Is Jesus in Your Ship? And there, 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 were, there was a storm. There was a storm. Some of you may know about the story. Some of you may not. There was a storm. When, um, one time when the, when, when the disciples and Jesus, you know, they were in the boat and, and a storm arose and Jesus was sleeping in the belly of the boat and all that kind of thing. And they were panicking and, and, and all sorts of stuff. And, and, and somebody ran down and had to wake up Jesus because he was not just in the belly of the boat, but he was sleeping. And, and, and the disciple asked him, he said, Lord, don't you care that we perish? And he just came up, spoke to the wave. Jesus came up, spoke to the wave and everything just calmed down. Just like that. You know what I mean? Everything just comes down just like that. And when you have God on the inside, there is a peace that takes over. There's a peace that takes over. You are a different person. And people who don't have God on the inside or don't have that kind of um, um, relationship with God, right? they would not understand it. They would not. That, that is why the Bible talks about a peace that surpasses all understanding because that type of peace is not how to put it it's not what what the average person is accustomed to it's not what the average person is accustomed to so that is why that is why um some people they call excuse me that is why some people they call christians um jesus freaks and and all these different kind of names because to them to people who are not christians and don't understand certain things about the christian way of life and walking with god to them it seems abnormal to them it seems stupid it seems foolish it seems crazy you know and 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 and, and so a lot of times they say you know christians are mad and, and all sorts of stuff because they don't understand it it doesn't make sense it defies logic but you see, that is the thing. God is bigger than logic. God is bigger than anything and everything. You understand? We cannot fully comprehend and understand the greatness of God. You know? God is awesome. You know, in, in, in the Bible, when Moses, Moses wanted to see God, he wanted to see his glory. And... God hid him in, in, in a rock, in the cleft of a rock, and covered him with his hand. 
covered Moses with his, with his hand as he was passing by. And Moses got to see the back of God. And I count that, I count that a great privilege just to be able to see the back of God. You know, that by itself is, is, is mind-blowing and life-changing right there. You know what I mean? And that speaks of the greatness of God. And the awesome power of God. When, when Jesus could speak to a storm and immediately everything just calmed down. Everything just calmed down at the word. In the book of Genesis it says, In the beginning was the word. And the word was made flesh. Alright? And so that is the power of God where he just, he, he, he just speaks a word and that is it. Jesus healed a lot of people just by speaking a word. Without even touching them, just speaking a word. And people were healed. That is the power of God. And so when you have God on the inside, you are walking around with, with, with his presence. You are walking around with his spirit. You are walking around with his power on the inside, with his anointing on the inside. And all of this is available to you as a child of God. As a child of God, you, all of this is available to us. All right? And so... I, you know, I've said it in a couple of programs. We need to keep praying. We need to keep praying and praying and praying and don't give up on prayer. The Bible says pray without ceasing. The fervent and effectual prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And so as we, as, we, as we love people, as we love people and we love God first of all, it will be a lot easier to love people. It will be a lot easier to forgive it will be a lot easier to, to be healed from our hurts and our pains and whatever we would have gone through and still be going through because of the love of God on the inside. Alright? So, just a little word of encouragement. You know how we do here on Joe Radio Live. Alright? Um, remember to click on the podcast website. Um, we have a whole lot of stuff there. If you want to donate, if you want to support us, remember when you support Joe Radio, you are not just supporting, when you when you donate, you are not just supporting Joe Radio Live, but you are supporting our Feed the Need, um, our non-profit organization, sorry, Feed the Need. All right, just a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, a family, a family of uh, one, two, three, five contacted us for some assistance. All right, and so, and so these, these, these are some of the things we do right right try to assist persons as much as we can with whatever comes in all right and so if you feel led to give you you, you, you feel left to help us um you can do that right you can do that all right so stay tuned testimony comes up i'd like to tell you today the best thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life to give you a little background the summer after i graduated from high school we were having a picnic I was active in sports. We had this awesome, rowdy, raucous game of dodgeball happening. And I was superstar on the team and sports and all those kind of things. And running on this wonderful park overlooking Lake Michigan, all of a sudden, full tilt, I lost my balance. I went careening toward the end of the cliff in a freak accident. The fence gave way, and I went flying headfirst over a cliff. I landed 25 feet below, headfirst, and instantly lost all consciousness. By the time my friends got down there, scrambled, called the uh, ambulances, got me to the hospital, I'd been knocked unconscious, 
when I came to, I had no feeling in either of my arms. The doctors had done tests, and they said, you literally accordioned your entire back. You have scoliosis, curves in your spine that shouldn't be there, damaged vertebrae, damaged discs. There is so much damage. There is nothing medically that can be done for you. My body was in screaming pain, and the best the doctors could offer me was to say, there's nothing we can do for you but give you prescription painkillers, and the older you get, the worse this condition is going to get, and the more potent drugs you're going to have to get. I was 18 years old, man. I was in the prime of my life. I was looking forward to a great life, and my life came to an end that day, the life that I knew. It was like a death sentence, and for the next 20 years, I lived in chronic pain. Everything the doctor said was true. The older I got, the pain got worse, the narcotics got worse. I was taking handfuls of pills, nothing short of morphine. And that was my life. All the energy sapped out, all the joy sapped out to get up in the morning was pain and I dreaded it. Praying for sleep at night for a few hours to be unconscious and that was my life for 20 years getting by. And one day in October 1989, I was sitting on my couch all by myself, and out of the clear blue, I heard an audible voice, no one in the room, and it said, nothing is impossible for God. I mean, I was stopped in my tracks. I had gone to church as a real young kid with my family, and I knew somehow that came from the Bible. I hadn't been to church. I wasn't a Christian. I didn't know any professing Christians, but that voice stopped me in my tracks, and it said, I will heal you. Nothing is impossible for God. And I just sat there thinking in my mind, who is this? What's going on? What do I do now? And the same voice said, I want you to go get a copy of the Bible, and I want you to read five chapters in that book, the Gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the book of Acts. Just read it with an open mind, and I will heal you. I didn't have a Bible. I didn't even know a Christian, but I went to the library. I got a book. I read those chapters, and I read in there things I'd never heard about this man called Jesus. And everywhere he went, he healed people. He cast out evil spirits. He was so well-known that not only in all of Israel, Egypt, surrounding areas, Syria, they said multitudes of people came to him, lame and blind and the dead. They brought everyone to Jesus' feet, and he healed them all. And I finished reading those chapters, and I sat there, and I said, well... This book says gospel means good news, and this is good news to me, because I've never heard of this before. And I remember to this day, I sat on that couch and I said, Jesus, I don't know if this is true. I don't know if this is real. I don't know anything about you, but I have been in pain for 20 years. So Jesus, if you're real, I need help. Will you heal me? Do for me what you did for all these people that I've just read about. And I'm telling you, friend, within an hour, all the pain in my body was gone. I mean, I sat there after 20 years of pain in an instant. I was absolutely pain-free. And I can't tell you the freedom and the joy of that. Jesus Christ miraculously healed me in an instant that day. And a few weeks later, all of a sudden, I realized he'd saved my life. I'd been on narcotic painkillers, short of morphine, for 20 years. You can't just cold turkey stop that stuff. It'll kill you. 
Because the pain was gone, I never took another pill. I never thought about what it would do for me, and I was fine. It saved me from addiction to narcotic painkillers. And a few months later, for the fun of it, because I knew Jesus had healed my back and my spine, I went into a chiropractor that I'd never been to, and I asked for a set of x-rays. And I wanted to see the x-ray. The doctor came out, showed me the x-ray. He said, what are you doing here? Your spine is in absolutely perfect condition. There's nothing wrong with you. I found out that on that day, Jesus not only healed me, but the God of all creation who created the heavens and the earth, that day created a brand new spine in my body. That was October 1989. I've never had any pain. I have never been sick a day in my life. Jesus not only healed me, he brought me into perfect health. It was the best day of my life. Jesus Christ changed my life that day. That was the day I met Jesus. It wasn't about religion or church or doctrines. It was about a living God who loved me so much. When I wasn't even looking for him, he knew I was in pain. He showed up. He healed me. He loved me. The depression went. The pain went. I had a reason to live. I'm telling you, God loves you. If you are watching me today, I'm telling you it's because Jesus loves you. And if you need healing for anything in your body, I don't care if it's the cold, the flu, a cancer, or an interminable, interminable, terminal, whatever, incurable disease, Jesus will heal you. He healed me of a medically incurable condition. And what he did for me, he'll do for you and for anyone watching. So I'm here to tell you he loves you. He wants to heal you. Jesus Christ changed my life. The healing was a blessing at the time. But as I went back to that book, the Bible, and I learned more about Jesus, I found out he came for a whole lot more than just to heal my physical body. He came to change my life, to forgive my sins, to give me a reason for living. He showed me God loves me personally. He's got a destiny for my life, and he does for you too, or you would not be watching this right now. We want you to be part of our Joe Radio family. So we are inviting you to send us your voice notes in MP3 format. I repeat, in MP3 format. If you don't have an MP3 recorder, you can download one to your phone. You can send us your prayer requests. You can also say your highs and your hellos. Remember, state your first name, right? We don't need your full name. Just state your first name the state that you are from, as well as the country you are from, in that order. Your first name, the, the state that you are from, as well as the country that you are from, right? You go to our podcast website. At the bottom of our podcast website, you will see our contact information. You can send us your voice notes via email or WhatsApp. Send it to us today. Just to make sure that you understand when we say state your name, your state, and your country, just to give you an example, um, for example, Michelle from New York, USA. You can do, right? This is what we're talking about. Your name, the state that you're from, and your country. Another example, Raj from Mumbai, India. Right? So if you're sending your audios, um, whatever it may be, you know, your prayer requests, um, your highs and your hellos, um, that is what you're basically doing. Right? Your name, the state that you're from, your country, Raj from Mumbai, India, just one example. Second example, Michelle from, um, you know, New York, USA.
thank you for listening to Joe Radio. We look forward to being with you in our next episode. Remember to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tune in to Joe Radio Live. All right, remember, don't just exist, but be a blessing. Until the next one, JC Vibes is gone.